0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is On Principle, Challenges in Jewish Education. I'm Avrom Kivalevich, and I'm here with one of my oldest and dearest friends, uh, an educator, par excellence, someone who has had experience in all areas of Jewish teaching, but specifically he's here today to speak about one of the most difficult, uh, some people say an intractable problem, uh, but I think he's got some solutions to it, which is how to teach uh Echol, how to be a principal for L'mud Echol, uh, for secular studies in the Haredi Yeshiva. I'm here with Rabbi Ephraim Chaim Kotenik a master educator and a principal for how, how many years were you principal Reb In uh, a, 23 years. 23 years, a English principal. Um, is that what, the, uh, and they referred to you as the English principal or principal of general studies? What were you called? Principal of general studies is my official title. Okay. Very good. And, uh, I know Afrayim, you know, uh, We have been very good friends for so many years, and we've learned together, and I know that when you uh, dive into something, you never uh, dive into it halfway. Uh, You won't just do a job and, and leave part of it on the table. You have done it completely, and you were given a big challenge, right, in terms of of, of, of structuring what it meant to be a, a general studies principle. I know, you have yeah. a lot of, I know you have a lot of strong ideas about it. So why don't you uh, begin to uh, talk a little bit about your philosophy and what you think needs to be done and how perhaps from the lessons you've learned, we could perhaps sketch uh, a path uh, <laughs> towards from the, in the future. Go ahead, fine. Okay,
1: so let's begin by talking about some of the challenges. We know that challenge number one is the negative attitude that the boys have towards general studies. Somehow, I'm not putting the blame on any specific person, but somehow there's a culture of thinking that the money is unimportant, it's a waste of time, and therefore let's just have a good time at the expense of the teacher. That's problem number one. Problem number two is, that many of the boys don't realize the severity of the Yisra of Chil Hashem, right? They don't know the Gemara and Yuma that talks about the four different types of Averis and that Chil Hashem is the only Averin deterrent for which you can't get complete Kapurah until you die. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. A third challenge is that English teachers feel like second-class citizens. Number one, they get paid a lot less than Rebbeim do. They have no benefits. And they come into the room at a time when things are not in order. In other words, the Rebbe's sparrow might still be all over the desk. The board has not been erased. There is garbage on the floor. Uh, Very often, the Rebbe is not completed passing out his worksheets, and he'll do it while the English teacher is there, or he'll decide to pull out some boys to have private conversations with them. Now, the Rebbe is doing this innocently, but he's not understanding that this puts the English teacher at a tremendous disadvantage and that he's not setting him up for success.
0: Not not at all. As somebody, Freyman, who has been... uh... Who has, I had to slave through a number of years uh, working as a, in a Haredi atmosphere as a secular studies teacher. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Um, right. And so, th- and one more, one more <laughs> issue, and that is the difficulty of finding competent teachers. In the lower grades where we're able to hire women, it's not so difficult. There are many from women who are uh, happy to have a part time job. But in the older grades, let's say in our school from fifth and up where we can only hire men, it's very difficult to find men who are available in the afternoon, right? The first thing you ask yourself when you meet somebody is, why is he available,
0: <laughs> right? Why
1: doesn't he have a full-time job? What's wrong with him? <clears throat> I,
0: I, so, I, rem- I remember, Friam, when I was in Nehry Yisrael, and um, maybe this was the way it was when you were in uh, high school in uh, the great Skokie uh, yeshiva yeah. as well. Um, we would get teachers who had already uh, left the public school. In other words, they had either been teaching full-time in public school where they get out at, at 2.30 or 3 o'clock, and, right. then they, and then they would make it to our, our school, uh, and then they would do their second uh, moonlighting shift.
1: Um, yes. Is now, that, I'll tell you what the problem is. That works for a high school where the Hall doesn't start until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. By that time, many teachers in the public schools have already finished their day. But if we're talking about elementary school, where the secular s- studies start anywhere from 1230 to 2 o'clock, based upon, uh, depending upon what grade we're talking about, that's before the, the public school teachers finish their day. Now, sometimes you can get lucky and maybe for your last period of the day get somebody who taught in the public schools. And I, I did do that for a number of years. But at the beginning of the day, you don't, you don't have public school teachers available yet. That is wow. a very good idea came up with, but it's not practical wow. in most cases for elementary school.
0: So it seems to me this is, this is, more, this is more difficult than the more, most difficult Sugis that we labored on in Aravin <laughs>
1: and in Lita. Yes. This,
0: this is a tough it, nut to crack. You have five. It is very hard.
1: Cautious. It uh, is very hard. So <laughs> let's talk about some of the possible solutions. Okay, so the first thing you need is that the menial of the school has to be on board. The menial can't just be someone who looks the other way when it comes to general studies. Baruch Hashem, the manal I've worked with have all been very cooperative and very interested in making the general studies program successful. The next thing is the rabbi have to be on board. The rabbi can't just turn a blind eye to his talmidim who are making a chul Hashem in the afternoon. And I've made a lot of headway on that. I've had many classes where the rebbe works hand in hand with the English teacher, where the boys get a daily report. Excuse me, where the rebbe gets a daily report from the English teacher about how the boys behaved, and the rebbe takes it up with them the following day. That's very helpful. Mm -hmm. Now the truth is that that relationship works both ways. I've had some cases where a rookie Rebbe was hooked up with a veteran English teacher, and, and the Rebbe ended up gaining from his relationship with the English teacher because the English teacher had insights that he didn't have because he was a first-year Rebbe. So it works to everybody's advantage. But when Talmudim know that Rebbe it knows exactly what's going on in the, Rebbe, in the afternoon, and Rebbe's going to hold them accountable, that makes a tremendous difference.
0: Sure. So, so really, you need, let's say, in your role, and I, I'm not saying yeah. this is what you specifically did, but what you would advise people like who are in your position throughout the country, who are uh, principals of general studies, they need to have workshops and much more than just uh, a one or two days of uh, what do we orientation. You need to make sure that the English teachers, if there's a group of them, one or more than one. Is are working in tandem with the Rebbeim, and, and probably I would say, no, Rebbe you is earmarking the kids that have had issues in the past, and this way, giving the teacher somewhat of a heads up without
1: prejudicing him too much. That's correct. Say- in fact, we do that, the Rebbeim do that every year. Every Rebbe meets with the last year's Rebbe to get an idea of what which Talmidim are more challenging. Like you said, not to prejudice prejudice them, but to get them thinking about a plan to be able to deal with these Talmidim, right? Certain Talmidim work well with a certain approach, but don't work well with another approach. And why should the new Rebbe make mistakes that the previous Rebbe made when the previous Rebbe already has a mahalach, already has a plan of action how to deal with these Talmidim? And then when the Rebbe meets with the English teacher, they can discuss these Talmidim and come up with a plan. And that, we do that at many levels. The English teachers and the rabbi meet before the school year and discuss which ch- children are challenging and what strategies they could use to try to uh, make things better.
0: Now, you, you mentioned Chil Hashem, and of course both of yes. us know that Chil Hashem isn't just for non-Jews. There's Hiloshem Hashem for, there's Hiloshem for other Jews and especially secular Jews or Jews who aren't as uh, they aren't as knowledgeable of, of the Haredi world. So yes. when you talked about the Chil Hashem, and we know that it's rampant and we know that Um, You know, that it's it's the type of thing which is it's not it's not even place specific. It's a machla in all the Haredi schools in terms of the the, what what has happened. But would you say that it's easier for you to have a non-Jewish teacher or to have a Jewish teacher, even though he might not or he might not be necessarily observant? What do you think is it? What what do you usually try to do?
1: Um, I try my best now to have from teachers. When I came to the school, there were three frum teachers on the staff. Now we have almost all frum teachers. When it comes to non frum and Goyim, there's really very little difference in the way that the students treat them. Mm-hmm. They, so, they don't treat any of them with respect. The best English teachers I have are Abeyim. I've taken all the Abeyim in our school who have decent English skills and try to convince them to become English teachers. Of course, I won't give them the same grade that they teach in the morning, but mm-hmm. I find that the boys will respect them because mm-hmm. they are Rebeam in the school. It doesn't work when you bring Rebeam from a different school. No, I've had no. Rebeam from other schools that came and they bombed out, but Rebeam from our own school have a much greater success rate than anybody else
0: because i would say the boys see them in the morning they see them davening that's right. they they see that these uh, and some of them might have had them in previous school and therefore there's already the ingrained respect
1: there um that, right in fact what i usually do is i take some of the abayim who, who teach younger grades in the morning and put them in the upper grades in the afternoon like you said they've already had the boys they know the boys. <laughs> They command the respect of the boys, and that's half the challenge right there.
0: And, and they refer to the English teacher as Rebbe as well?
1: Absolutely. They call him Rebbe. Mm-hmm. No different than in the morning.
0: Now, what about, you know, the, the elephant in the room or that 900-pound gorilla in the room? What about the fact that one of the things that allows a teacher to be a good teacher, as you know, is passion and belief of how tremendous the subject matter is. Right. If you're, if you're going yeah. to be, and we know that, that's the way you sell something, right? I sell it right. on my podcast. We sell it all the time. B- b- guys sell it to their collars when they go out with them before they get engaged. It's all yeah. about the passion, what you feel. If you're right. using these Rebbeim, Rebbe who yeah. obviously have chosen Torah over secular studies, are they still able to exhibit like uh, a love for the wisdom and for the ideas of English science and math and, and, and composition.
1: Yes. yes, they are. Because you can connect any element of secular studies to something that's Kodish. Let's say science. Nithloh habore. The Rambam, as you well know, says one of the ways of coming to Abbas Hashem is by looking at the, at the beauty of the Bria. And in fact, I have, I have my fifth, one of my fifth grade Science teachers, after he finishes any unit in science, says, Why do we learn about Flowers from here from mm-hmm. here? So you, you turn secular into Kodish.
0: And I think, isn't it? I don't know who publishes it. It might be Art Scroll and one of their um, secret publishing names, because I think there's an Art, art Scroll has published, has published a lot of things um, for high school. I know.
1: Yes. Not, not yes. as
0: Art Scroll, as WordPress or something like that, Yes, yes.
1: Well, we use those texts. I was going to get to that later in terms of curriculum. That's another point. Uh, I'm still talking now about trying to convince the boys that knowing English subjects, is helpful to no, them. No, what,
0: what I'm saying is, Ephraim, yeah. Ephraim, is that if the book itself, like, for you know, I remember. When I heard I just, you say
1: if the book itself makes the connection. Right. Then, that's the, true.
0: then you know, a, a lot of great teaching. And I know you, you've probably heard this. There's two ways to teach. One way is the way you and I were raised, which is called um, the Sage on the Stage, right where you know you right. have the person up front always talking you know et cetera, and then you have the guide on the side, where right. the students break into groups and read on their own and 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 figure things out i'm sure you 've heard about these ideas and and this yeah. of course is so if the books that they have, the books that they are meant to read and understand, are themselves you Know suffused with great science, you know, really, really perfect in the sense of there's, it's, there's no errors in it, but it also makes the connections to God or at least asks the questions, then that could help as well, right? In terms of uh, correct,
1: the truth is, I've not seen any such textbooks yet. Even the textbooks that are published by from companies don't necessarily do that. Mm-hmm. They, as a matter they, of fact, they, most of in uh, in cleveland publishes literature books i don't know if you've heard of it they publish sure. all the way from third grade through eighth grade they publish books only with with approved literature in fact uh of iron david goldberg's actually tell us cleveland is the one who reads every single story to approve it <laughs> so i once asked the um the publisher, why they don't go into Chicago? Stuff. By the way, let's
0: let, let just mention that, that he's a Chicago boy.
1: He's a Chicago <laughs> boy. We're very proud <laughs> of him. Yes, yes, yes. yes.
0: He's, he, he and his brother. He and his twin brother. His twin brother is uh, know, was I, I, I
1: looked up to him ever since I was a little kid.
0: <laughs> you remember we were together with Rav Moshe in, in Miami for a yes.
1: while. Yes. Moshe was <laughs> the older brother. The bruch, you know, he was Nifter.
0: Oh, never! What an avosatayr! Both of them are, are tremendous, and both their their father was this a fellow from uh, this I believe on The tzaddik. mother
1: tzaddikim. He was a tzaddik. He was a public school teacher who didn't start learning. If you read, there's a biography now of the oldest brother, Chayim, who was the big balchesed in Jerusalem. Wow. school published a book about him. Wow! He, he ran. He ran uh, to remember Louis Cohn? Of course, of course, So Cohn's son, David, and, sure. and Chaim Goldberg ran the biggest chesed organization in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, so after he was Nifter, Artsko wrote a book, and they have a, a chapter describing the uh, the history of the Goldberg family. And, and uh, it talks about their father, how he, he didn't start learning until after World War II. He was a soldier in World War II, and he was so... Um, overcome with the events of World War II, he decided that he has to learn how to. He went to Skokie. He was already a man in his 20s sitting with 14 year old boys in a sheer learning wow. Gemara for the first time in his life.
0: Of course, it wasn't Skokie then. It was on Douglas Boulevard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. It was uh, on the west side. Yeah.
0: and And his that- children are were these stellar, like, again, the Rosh Hashivin Tells and Moish yes.
1: Goldberg, who was... Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, my name and this Rosh Hashivin Tells who came from a house that probably understood what literature was. And, uh, of and, course, the
1: father was a teacher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, he, so he reads through all the approved...
1: He reads through every single <laughs> a, a book. So anyway, I called the publisher of Mostos in Cleveland. I said, why don't you do other books, like Social Studies and and, and religion of that sort. She t- so she told me, Rabbi Clifton, I want to tell you something. A third of our business comes from evangelical Christians sure. who also <laughs> want books that don't have uh, inappropriate material in it. So we can't start slanting it towards Judaism <laughs> because it's a third ah, of our business. I so they see. have to keep it parved. Yeah
0: i see that's that must be the reason why that other you know the art scroll literature is also sort of under the radar because clearly there's 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 a number of religious schools of various stripes maybe even muslim schools that yes. uh that that are obviously um you know uh, shocked by what what goes in, into literature today uh right. for, for kids i mean you know it's the it was in YA literature, which you can get from the library is usually very uh, gore, sometimes gory and, 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 and terrible in terms of what it exposes kids to. So you want to have, you want to have stuff that I'm sure is written well, maybe even famous classics.
1: Yes, that's what we do. But then even then you get arguments from kids. Why do I have to read this story? Why do I have to write about it? It's just a silly story. So -hmm. I tell them, the story is not what's important. You're learning a skill. I mm-hmm. said, the skill that you're learning, you could apply it to learning a Rashba. I, I, right. <laughs> there's a certain skill in being able to read a text, understand it, and then be able to, if orally or in a written form, communicate what you read. I said, one day you're going to be reading a Chaim where each sentence is maybe 10 lines long, and if you don't have the skills of being able to read, comprehend, and, and tell over, you're not going to be able to learn.
0: Yeah, well, so, I, 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 I hope that, that might work, I guess, if they're already, you know, uh, holding almost by Bismedrish or high school. Yeah,
1: I give them arguments. Rabbi, why do we need to know math? I said, mm-hmm. right, So you know what I did one time? I waited for the math teacher to be, <coughs> to be absent, and I, I uh, made copies of the Gemara and Shabbos <laughs> Tafchest, the Sug Mm-hmm. Sure. I said we're going to learn Gemara today. They were so thrilled. Eighth grade, I taught them Gemara, and then you know, there's a lot of math there. I said, "Could we have learned this Gamara if we didn't know math?" Yeah, I, I, obviously no, no one, they, they couldn't. They couldn't argue with me. I say, Aravind, Sukkah."
0: If you don't know math,
1: you're at a disadvantage right. every time that we come to any sugi, let's that involves fractions. Mm-hmm. It's a I teach in Amafget, you know, uh, of, of a know, of a barrel of wine that's divided into forty-eight right, parts. Right. Yeah, and Rashi,
0: Rashi, t- you can't learn the Rashi's there.
1: That I know, right. Rashi, Rashi has, has, a has a whole, whole
0: different. Rashi has he has whole a totally different, different math
1: system. But yes. I show him using fractions how it works. I said, without knowing a little bit of math, how could I have explained this Gemara to you? So mm-hmm. the, I, I try to show them how a little bit of secular knowledge goes a long way. I'll tell you another story. My own son, one of my sons, after learning in COLA for a number of years, decided to become an accountant. So the are has a program where you're able to get a master's degree in accounting, in, accounting in, a, in a year and a half. So he told me afterwards, I have to admit, if I would have taken English more seriously, I would have understood the books better. Mm. The books that he had to read yeah, now so, to get his so, degree, if so, 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 he would have taken – Second I right. more seriously when he was on school and high school, he would have had an easier time in Barker. I made it through the program, but I tell him, you know, life takes you in different directions. You never know where you're going to go. I said, if someone would have told me 30 years. I would end up being an English principal. I would tell me he's crazy, but because I had secular knowledge, I was able to come into that position and supplement my income. You know, there came to a certain point in my life where being a Rebbe didn't provide enough support for my growing family. So this and, provided and, me with with another source of income. If I didn't know any secular studies, I wouldn't have been the one they would have chosen. I was the one right. they chose because I was the one on the <laughs> staff that had the best English education.
0: Right. and And, and, and you were someone that also couldn't be replaced. There, You know, every Rebbe, he, he tries his best. And then right behind him, there's 80 other guys who are just leaving Kailu who are also, you know, shopping right. at the bit right, to, right, for a right. chance to give a share. But how many right. of them uh, can explain uh, sines and cosines and trigonometry? Very few. <laughs> um, but, but you know what? I, I want to go back to that what you just said. You know, part of what you're trying to, and I, I know the schools you've taught at, and I've taught at similar schools, and one of the things is, you know, we have pictures of Gedolim everywhere, and the idea in the school, of course, is to push the uh, push for the possibilities of everyone becoming the next uh, Rav Shach or Rav Pam or uh, you know or, or Rav Shmuel Birnbaum, whoever it is, and and therefore for those kids, for those students, you need to show the a connection to Torah from Torah from uh, Chochmah, that there is Chokhma is crucial to various parts of Havana HaTorah, or right. Avaytas Hashem, of Nefles HaVayre as you say, right. the ability to really come to Avas Hashem but what about what you just said about the, from your own son, what about the idea that the students are smart they know that not everyone is going to become a Rebbe and maybe right. even the 5th graders might realize that, look We don't know what your future is, but we've got to give you what you need in order to 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 be successful in the world. And the types of jobs you're going to be able to get are just like all the public school kids know that education is the key. Why is it specifically these wisdoms? You know what? You don't have to go that far. But if you explain to them that these these areas of learning are going to be to open up the possibilities of working in respectful fields, maybe that could be something as well. I don't know if that really. I, in plays fact, in- I do that,
1: Avram. I do that mm-hmm. with my own Talmudim, I do that. I tell them exactly what you just said, exactly yeah. that. And, and, and but I, I go even further. I say, and suppose you want to be a rav, you want to be a rashi, you want to be a rebbe. If you can't communicate effectively, you're not going to be understood. We both know that in one of the yeshivas that we learned, we're not going to mention, there was a certain person who said a shirk aloli every week, and no one had any clue what he was saying because he was a terrible Baal mm-hmm. right. right? So, a big talmud but if you don't have the skills of being able to express yourself clearly, then you're not going to be able to teach Talmidim.
0: Or, and, even, or even if we would go into the other area, which is writing. Uh, yes. To be able, you know, and, and I know when I was teaching in the Hasidisha Hadarim, uh, the parents would say to me, and these were sort of Haimish parents. I don't know if you know what that means. You have that. I know Chicago. what it means. <laughs> these are parents that <laughs> I are <dealt> with them, <laughs> right. right? These are parents that you know probably grew up with a TV, but then threw it out, and then became you know much more Hasidish and heimish as they call themselves, and you know, and um, they would tell me. You know, I just want my kid to be able to write a good paragraph, to be able to write a letter, to be able to articulate himself. Uh, Yeah. And 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 I think that even the most that's also something which, of course, uh, you know, a child, once he realizes, you know, that he isn't able to put a sentence together. Uh, is embarrassed enough to perhaps want to learn, right, and to be able to uh, to do that, even in the most haredesha community, to, to right. be able to to be able to at least fill out a form, right, and, and be able to write a, a, a description to the doctor what's what, what's, what's what's ailing you. Um, yes, yes. In, in so many ways, you talk about chilul <laughs> Hashem. And, of course, we talked about Chil HaShem, meaning acting like a monster to an English teacher. But there's also the Chil HaShem of going out there in society and, 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 and falling all over your face and being almost illiterate, right?
1: You know, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's a terrible thing. And, 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 or a rabble gets up to speak and he can't say an English sentence. Properly. That, that's also a form of chalashem. People lose respect for you. So, so you're going to be a rub I'm... over people who are, uh, let's say, in an out of town community who um, are educated, and you get up there and you start speaking English, right? That's, that's... And you say, um, I'll see you by the kiddish," right? You start using uh, Yiddish grammatical structure for English, they're not going to respect you.
0: And and I, I think here, you know, you mentioned before, Rav the the manal uh, yes. being on board. Uh, you know, this is the type of, you know, and I know that you uh, had a very good relationship with your manal. And part of it is because they knew you knew how to learn. You know what I'm saying? Part of the reason was they knew you were Talmud Muvik of Rav Aaron and Rav Meiselman. And you were somebody that could match them in learning. So they couldn't just disrespect you.
1: But okay. I,
0: I think. No, that you has know what something
1: I'm to do with it, maybe.
0: Right. But. <laughs> But, but but part of it is also the Menachel being able to give this message, not just yes. nodding his head when the English principal, or the Sessor principal, gives this speech.
1: He's got to go out there
0: and I tell, agree with
1: but, you. The English person, the Menachel has to actively speak to the Talmidim about it. 100%. 100% I, correct. I agree me, with you. I,
0: I think if you keep on saying Chil Hashem, and we've got to, if you keep on <clears throat> speaking in Bidievit languages or whatever it is, or Lefnim Adin, then there's going, they're going to cut corners, especially. And one of the things you didn't say, which we all know is true, and it's obvious, the kids are wound up. You know, when, when I was in SAR and other schools where I taught, they didn't want to be Wemudeh Kodesh in the morning and Wemudeh Chol in the afternoon. And the reason was, and even when I taught in Kushner, I think it was the same thing, and it was news to me, because even the, the modern high school in Chicago that I taught at, Ida Crown, secular studies started in the afternoon. But right. here, in, here in the Northeast, in many of the quote-unquote modern yeshivos, what they do is they actually feel that it's not fair to the secular teachers to have, right. to have the kids only after they've been through the mill of the morning. And the, and the kids are wound up. And many, yes. of the, many of the rabbeim are disciplinarians with a fist and a whip sometimes. So the students are just waiting to be able to jump around and be able to to, to mouth off and be chutzpahic and to take out their frustrations that they have in the morning on the afternoon, Rebbe. This um, is true. So, you know, So the Rebbe, the the uh, the English afternoon Rebbe, whatever you want to call him, starts with such, a, like we said, the five kashas and the eight ball behind his back. It's it's hundred percent,
1: a hundred percent. So, what you need to do. And what I try to do is, with the help of an educational consultant, is to try to streamline the curriculum, to make it a a curriculum that's interesting to the kids, to try to do hands-on things like in science, do a lot of experiments, Uh, dissect frogs, do things that that, will involve the kids. They won't just be sitting and observing frontal teaching for another three hours in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. The more interesting you can make it for them, the better. I have a science fair. I have a social study, uh, a country fair. We do spelling bee. We try to do these things that create interest.
0: So so you're, now that you've said, like, you know, your successes of, you know, recruiting from within, because as much as I guess both of us would say, it's not that you need a Rebbe as the, as the English teacher or the sacred Studies teacher, but because of the mindset, which you're not going to change. You're not going right. to be able to have, uh, again, from this community, you can't change them. Like the Rambam understood. You can't take Kali Adam Adam Mitzrayim and turn them right away into the Maminim that they, they're, they're going to become. That's these, correct. These students cannot become automatically Marichim of someone, and it's very sad, but but, you can't, but what you've done, I think, is very smart. My, my only question here is, is do you, um, and we know there's the ATT, which my good friend, Rabbi Muller, who you worked with.
1: Yes, uh, my, my neighbor, my good friend also.
0: Yes. So do you send your rabbayim now becoming secular studies teachers, to classes where they can pick up? Some methods, some methodology of. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. First of all, Rabbi mother runs classes all year long, as you know, mm-hmm. not just the ATT day. There are professional development sessions that we have all the time. In fact, for we we, we do professional development all the time for the rabbis as well. Oh, we just sure. had somebody from. Um, Rabbi Anisfeld, who did a six-part session for the and in teaching. Everybody needs to brush up on their teaching skills because the truth is that kids today are a lot different than they were 20 or 30 years ago. Let's and as a rabbi, I've had to adjust myself to the new generation. So
0: let's so talk about that. Can,
1: How are they different, yeah. Rabbi
0: How are they? I know the answer, but I want to hear it from okay. you. Okay,
1: what's different? They have a shorter attention span, much shorter attention span. Um, when I first became a rebbe, I was able to uh, teach for close to an hour at a time in seventh grade without a break. Now, if I make it to forty minutes, I'm doing well. There's very short attention span. Uh, they have a work ethic that's much lower than than students had twenty or thirty years ago. There's so, much, there's so many new gadgets, right? Everything now is instant. When I was growing up, you wanted to bake potato; you had to put it in the oven for forty-five minutes. Now you put it on the microwave. Everything is instant, quick, fast, and and people don't have the patience to sit and work on something for a long period of time.
0: So, so, so it's it, almost like whether they have compu- whether they have a, a computers or not at home. Uh, right. It's, it's the mentality of clicking and getting the instant uh, answer.
1: And right, the, exactly.
0: And also, uh, you know. Uh, being and i'm sure you know uh, everybody is 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 whether they have iphones or not but the idea of you know 15 second videos 10 second videos that's that's where their brain is going and exactly. we know that, as opposed right. to building a block upon another block upon another block so exactly so this is again is something you know we as much as I know you are, you know, very much uh, a leader of a, a Haredi educator, but you know that the war against, um, you know, the influence of the Internet has not been won, right? Uh, it's That's true. That's correct. The, the ugliest parts of it may be you know, in terms of terrible things, but the, the change in mental uh, acuity or uh, processing has not has definitely been lost they might not be as, as as you could say as far gone as some of the public school kids that are basically just glued to their phone 24/7 but they definitely cannot hear as you say they can't hear for more than a couple of minutes they need to be stimulated in different ways so how have you changed? So what have you what are you telling your teachers what are the new te- what are the teachers doing uh, in order other than shortening the class period is there anything else they're doing in class Well that's what I was
1: trying to say to do hands-on activities that interest them. Mm-hmm. Experiments, well, dissection. Um, what, what, that, the, what What about
0: using the What about using the smart board
1: to use smart board? Sure, we have smart boards in every single classroom. Smart board.
0: And and, yes. and and I would assume, and you know, I've spoken to other uh, principals, Haredi principals uh, all across the spectrum, and I know that um, you know you, know, you got to go with what, what works. We know, you know both of us are teachers. We know one of the best things is what's the trigger you're going to use, right? Right. You're, you're, you're going to throw something out. A, 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 a three-minute video can be a great trigger for, for a lot of things. Are you allowing that in, in your schools? Is that happening? or, or are they We have
1: videos, but, of course, they're, they have to be monitored. And um, we, we don't start off with a video. Mm. We, we have videos like uh, – for educational topics, how to bake matzah, you know what I mean? The me and him. Educational videos. We use them in English, too. I have a my seventh and eighth grade history teacher who's a rebbe in the school. He does a great job. And what he does is see, history can be very boring. So let's say he'll teach them about the Revolutionary War, but then he'll show them a reenactment of a certain battle. It's not a movie. It's a reenactment of a battle. Mm-hmm. Or I'll have a reenactment of the Constitutional uh, Convention. So, again, this makes it more interesting to them. I told them, don't concentrate so much on dates and details. You know, talk about the, the major movements in history. Mm-hmm. That, that's more interesting.
0: Especially since, and, and let's talk about the other eight ball, is the amount of
1: time. Um, in, all right, in, in, in that's, the average, yeah, that's the, right. The amount in, of time is very limited. That's why I told the teachers that we have, to, we have to put the emphasis on the core curriculum. We have to cut all the fat out. You know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Those, the main skills are how to read, how to write, and to do math. Yes, science and social studies are important too, but they take a back seat to reading, writing, and math.
0: So the average Haredi Elementary School, and you know that this was a big issue here you know, before COVID and everything else changed the planet. One, you, you were hearing about the Gzeiras Hamis Yavanim in New York. I'm sure you heard about it yeah, in Chicago yeah, sure, as well. And, and part of it was the fact that there was a number of chassidische schools, which were not the yeshiva type schools, but the chassidische schools and others where they were really you know, bluffing on what was the Lomud or the amount of time of the Echol or what was actually being taught. Um, but so let's put let's put those aside because we know that there's been egregious uh, cases where it's like it's not even existent. But I would say probably in the average, you know, uh, Haredi school. I know the one that I was connected with. We were talking about three hours about right. It was about Correct. three hours, and it, you needed about five subjects in three hours. That's what it was about. I don't know. Was that the way it was in, 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 with you in Chicago? Something around that? It's
1: Yeah, it's a little bit less. It's more like two and a half hours that we have. And we have to teach during that time math, language arts, um, social studies, and science. And and language arts itself has five components, reading, writing, spelling, grammar, and vocabulary. So that's a lot of stuff. So what I tell teachers is one of the current theories in education, which works well, is what we call the cross-curricular activity. In other words, instead of just taking spelling words Randomly out of a book or vocabulary words out of a book, you read a story, they write about that story, you take out vocabulary and spelling words from the story. So you're incorporating a lot of different parts of the curriculum in one assignment. Follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, so you're, I... you're covering a lot of bases with one thing. Instead and of it's... just saying, okay, we're reading. Okay, now we're going to write about something. Now we're going to take 20 spelling words. Now we're going to learn five vocabulary words. If you take it all from one topic, it makes it easier. You can do the same thing with science or social studies. Have them write about yeah, but it. That, take a vocabulary.
0: But that would demand, Rabbi Frye, that it's one teacher for the whole two and a half
1: hours. Okay, right? so you're right. So that works <laughs> where you have a teacher who is teaching more than one subject. That's correct. Now, in the, in the oldest grades where we're separated more into, into math, science, social studies, and English, different teachers, you're right. That model doesn't work. <clears throat> but it works through sixth grade where we have the one teacher doing the, the whole day.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you uh, y- 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 another thing, which a friend of mine, uh, you know, Rabbi Bechoffer, uh, who I do another program with, I think you remember him uh of course I I do. Yeah. always
1: have got real He'll backhopper
0: that 's right he was uh he ended up you know, you remember I came to brisk originally in in eighty five um and they they you 're the one who sold me over there <laughs> and uh <laughs> i didn 't want to be the only guy in the Kyle at that time. Um, yeah. Although I, I missed out, really, uh, getting, you know, I, I was able to get to speak to Ravarin a number of times uh, as a neighbor, but that was a, an opportunity I missed, uh, the, not being connected to the, uh, Godel like Ravarin. But uh, Rabbi Beckhoffer is, by the way, has become uh, also a um, a s- s- English teacher, as we would say, uh, in a, a school in Passaic, and he discovered during COVID when teaching changed so much that some of his kids who were problems, problem kids became standouts. Um, And and it got me thinking that, yes, you're right. COVID can take away, you know, since everything was on zoom or, or, or it was not with other students together, kids who had been acting out up until that point didn't have the, uh, the option to act out or the immediate attention getting that they wanted and therefore something occurred where they started you know becoming more uh, acquainted and happier with who they were just as a student and, and i want to just take that one step further that there's probably students that you're familiar with that maybe weren't the greatest in terms of remembering mishnayos and and knowing uh and acing the the Chumash tests but were actually doing very well in secular studies do you, don't you Oh, sure uh, like that, that?
1: that's that's common yes
0: so yeah. so and, and and are they are they applauded for that are they given recognition uh for for being like doing well because clearly you know we we you start with the mentality that this is Bidieved and not as important yes. but when these kids do great in it
1: they don't I, they don't get the recognition that they deserve there's no question about it although this is, past year we did an interesting thing that worked out nicely you see in our school, um, every Friday they have what they call the Talmud Shabua, and the, the Manal makes a Chalant, and each Talmud Shabua gets the Chalant. This pastor we did was, we did it for English instead. It was called Student of the Week. And mm-hmm. every English teacher would nominate the, the student who behaved and learned the best during the week, and he got the Chalant. Uh-huh. So he got recognition that way. So, first of all, to emphasize the importance of English. And second, like you said, the kid who was outstanding in English, perhaps not as strong in what a Kodesh did get his recognition.
0: And because and, and obviously, you know, when we talk about we talk about becoming a Rebbe, we talk about being a uh, Yerushalayim, we talked about getting a Parnosa in the future. But there's also the fact of feeling good about yourself as a human being Absolutely. and being able to interact socially. There's so yes. many people that me, you both of you and I were close and friendly with that <laughs> their social skills and other things caused them to become marginalized and, and never to, to, to end in a tragic way. Part of what yes. schools should do is also make kids feel good about
1: themselves. Right. So we have that. We created the position of mashgiach. Mm-hmm. And first Rabbi Muller from the ATT had that position. Mm-hmm. And now we have another person, Rabbi Tannenbaum, who does that. And that's his full-time job, is to make kids feel good about themselves. And he's very good at it. Anytime a kid is feeling down or a Rebbe feels that he needs uh, to speak to someone, he goes to the Mashiach. So that you're right. And that's his full-time job, is to, make, uh, to lift kids' self-esteem and make them feel good about themselves and when there are issues involved you know he recommends uh you know different professionals different therapies but you're right nowadays that is a, a very big issue
0: and are you finding also that your your are cuz uh, that testing uh is much more curtailed than it was when you started that you the amount of tests you can give and uh you know or or or, are you fine, or is that, is that pretty much stay the same? Well, I
1: happen to be a refugee who gives a lot of tests, but they're easier tests than the ones I used to give. Mm-hmm. Less That's, pressure. But to test, in your new need, you do need motivation. You know, one of the important parts of education is something called level of concern. There mm-hmm. has to be a certain level of concern. Kids have to want to learn. I, you know, at that age, you're not learning so much Lashem Shemayim. Uh, I can't tell you when I was a kid, I learned the same. I, I learned because I wanted to get good grades and make my parents proud of me. Right. Yes. So right. There, there has to be some motivation. And for some kids, testing and 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 grades on a report card are the motivation.
0: I, I understand that. But what about in, in the secular studies? Or I know that when I was a secular studies teacher, I routinely was told by the Rebbe, hey, Mo, you can't give a test here, or some, some flunky would come over to me and say, you know, I know you've, you said you're giving a test, but you can't do this today because we, no, no, we, we don't do that." No, no, we, we
1: don't do that. We don't do that. What we do want is that the Rebbe and the English teacher cooperate with each other and shouldn't have two major tests on the same day. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yes, we do try to coordinate it. I do give every um, class a calendar, and I asked that their abatement English teachers should write down their names on the days of giving tests so that other people won't give it the same day. But, no, we do not limit the number of tests that English teachers can give.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I know that, um, you know, we, we talk about the changes in the tests in terms of multiple choice versus essay, uh, yes. and especially in terms of time. I think all of those things, you know, we want the testing. We want the kids. We want to give them something. They, You're right. Uh, we want to give them a challenge. But you I, I think you, you'll probably agree that if you see a test and then you go into the class and you see that the information that is being uh, given over, is there's no way, shape, or form that the kids getting that information could have ever scored well on the test, you know there's a disconnect here between uh, what's being taught and what, the, what data is being demanded by the tests. In other words, the testing should reflect what they are learning.
1: Correct. Um, Correct. And the standardized tests don't necessarily do that. But I do want to mention that in our school, when we give the Stanford achievement test at the end of the year, our students do score on average at least a grade level above above national norms. So it's not mm -hmm. like they're not getting the education. Okay. well, I'm
0: sure a lot of that has to do since uh, since you came aboard. Of course, you had a number of other wonderful teachers that were friends of mine as well. But yes. I'm sure the type of surge that you gave uh, to the secular studies was the type of thing that could could really, you know, do this high wire act and do this balancing act in a way that was uh, that, that a way that could come
1: out successful. And um... I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you I've solved the problem, but I've at least trying do you, to minimize it.
0: Do you find that when you speak to other principals, I know we spoke about Rabbi Muller, who of course yes. you know, is, is, has, has to look at the big picture of many schools. Do you find, you know, when you go on these trips and these conventions and you speak to other.
1: Um, it's all the same everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. I, I spoke at a Torben Sore convention. I wrote an article about this, by the way, if anybody wants to read many of the ideas that I've had mm-hmm. to the, the Jewish observer, which is now out of print, the May 2004 edition has an oh, wow. article by me. Great, <laughs> all about this. And in 2003, I. It, it is about available. It's, Con-
0: it's available online. All the yeah, old Jewish it, observers, you can get at the uh, at the Agudas website. You have to you have to play around a lot on on the internet to find it. But we'll search for it, Rabbi Klatenik. So it's
1: the May 2004 edition, and that really came about through a presentation I made at the national convention in 2003 about this topic and everybody has the same problems mm. the, 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 the lack of interest on part of the students the difficulty in hiring staff every you name it everybody has the same the rob bayman infringing on english teachers time and everybody has the same exact problem no matter where you go it's mm. not a localized problem
0: yeah well i uh, do you think you know let's talk a little bit you know do you feel that um you know, that COVID took a tremendous toll on the Secular Studies Department. Yes,
1: it did. Not, well, not just secular studies, on the Lamudi right. College well.
0: I'm sure, but since the secular studies was always the, you know, COVID attacks the weakest part of the yes, person's it organism. Definitely.
1: So, it definitely did. And therefore, I told the teachers at the beginning of this year, and I'm going to tell them again at the opening meeting that we're going to have next week, I said, you can't take for granted Everything that was supposed to have been taught the previous year was taught, or even if it was taught that the students absorbed it. So you have to go back and do a lot of review, especially in math. Mm-hmm. Just and, because, uh, let's say, in the fifth grade, they're supposed to learn additional subtraction of fractions. or come to the sixth grade. Don't assume they know how to add and subtract fractions. Do, do, go do you, over it again at every you, grade level.
0: Could, yes. could, you, could you say there's maybe, uh, and again, I'm just you know, fishing here, but could you say, Herbert Freyand, uh, was there any silver lining about a greater interest in science because, you know, this disease was out there in the science or, or even statistics? Uh, you know, there's, you know, math was it was clearly, you know, even the pie charts that indicated, you know, hospitalizations and deaths. And I mean, is, is it possible you could, you know, spin straw out of gold?
1: Uh, so. Well, you know, the eighth grade life science teacher, you know, he benefited because one of the topics that he teaches is the topic of viruses. So, definitely when he was teaching viruses, it um, perked up a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. So, in that respect, yes, but I can't say that it really carried over to other areas. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that.
0: So, and,
1: and so this... we're hoping, though, things are going to get normal. But as you know, with the Delta variant coming up now, again, Things are not good. And the governor of Illinois again imposed a uh, mask mandate in all public places. So um, I'm, we're not out of the woods yet.
0: And, and I'm sure that's quite difficult because, um, you know, there, there isn't a, a, a mandatory and I don't know if there should be. Again, this is not our topic, but is, is, is that, you know, if, if there's no mandatory vaccinations for the, well, students- the
1: vaccinations are only approved for children 12 and up. Right. So right. most. Of, uh, so mean, most.
0: I... Most of your school is is not vaccinated, right? Correct.
1: Kids, Correct. Right? Correct. So. Uh, so. But the faculty. You, most of the faculty is. I'm fully vaccinated. I've been fully vaccinated for a long time. I didn't yes. think you. I
0: mean, I'm sure you would have been.
1: But. <laughs> yes. But are, 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 do
0: you, are, are so are the kids,
1: in Many your. Many kids had it. Uh,
0: so the kids are going to be. Are they going to have to be masked? Is that, Are you going to be enforcing those type of things and That
1: uh, school policy. <laughs> remains to be seen what, right. what it's going to be. That's not my area. But uh, last year we were masked. And as you can, as you can imagine, that created very many difficulties. Uh, um, uh, you know, when, sure. you com- when we communicate, we, commun- we communicate so much with facial expressions. When you can't see when – when the children can't see you and you can't see them – it, 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 it interferes with your ability to establish a relationship with them. I'm talking even as a Rebbe, not just sure. the English principle.
0: Right, right. And even if you're, you're seeing their eyes, but if you're not seeing their mouth. Exactly.
1: Seeing- you know, and they don't see your expression. You know, yeah, so this you know is- one of my talmidim said, Rebbe, we never see you smile. I said, I smile all the time. You can't see it behind my mask. Yeah. So that
0: is really. So again, this is really. You've. Uh, we started with a challenge, and now we've ended with even the more, um, uh, the even more layered challenges. But yeah. I think one thing I can sense, and uh, I say this, you know, with all honesty and, and feeling, is that you seem to still be quite optimistic. You know, despite um, all the issues and things that you've had to deal with, uh, you have a, a, a an optimistic sense of. Of, incre- of making things better incrementally of, of, of noticing how things have gotten better of thinking about solutions instead of just you know, uh, you know putting your fists together and railing over yes. something that you can't change't
1: yes. just you can't just do that you can't just give up this, this struggle We constantly have to look for new ideas, new solutions and and uh, and celebrate the the, the successes 100 percent
0: Brian, it was great.